Hi, this is the podcast channel of Lighthouse Church in Ottawa, Canada. We are a family. We don't do life alone. We are about the one, each and every one. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Our hope and prayer is always for life change. Here is today's message. Be blessed as you listen. Welcome to our first and best Sunday. Let me say Happy New Year to you once again. It will indeed be a happy new year for you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. I don't have a sermon today. And you're wondering, why don't you have a sermon today? The reason why I don't have a sermon today is because we have many, many opportunities to preach this year. Um, As a culture of our house, and we do say this, that we always give God the first and the best. God should always take first. God doesn't take leftovers. And I know many of us don't understand that because we try to give God scraps a lot of times. I remember when we were growing up, you get to church and, you know, people say, oh, I don't have change for offering. Have you ever heard that before? What kind of stuff is that? I don't have change for offering. You don't give God change. You give him first. You spend the change. You know what I mean? So that mentality of giving God our first and our best is always. The Bible talks about Cain and Abel. If you remember the story of Cain and Abel, like I said, I'm not preaching today. I just really want to lead us in thanksgiving and worship. Um, the Bible says that Cain brought an offering to the Lord. And your offering is not just your money or your substance. Your offering is also your worship, your thanksgiving, right? It's also your life as well is an offering. And the Bible says that but Abel, Genesis chapter 4 and verse 4, the Bible says that Abel brought of the first the firstborn of his flock. And the Bible says God had respect for the offering of Abel, but for Cain, he did not have any respect. And even though Cain brought an offering, but I get the sense that Cain was the guy, because Cain was a tiller of the ground. Uh, Abel was a a shepherd. I get the the sense that Cain was the guy who went through all the fruits and all the vegetables and said, this one is about to spoil next week. (laughs) And he like packed all the stuff. Yeah, God, here's my offering. And God is like, "Uh, I reject that. You know? So let's not be that, that person. Let's not be those people. Let's always remember to give God first and best. Let's not give God our leftovers. And, and the thing also about giving God your first, and it's, it's consistent in Scripture, right? You see that um, when the Bible says that God asked children of Israel, bring your firstborn and dedicate your firstborn to me, right? Uh, when they got to Jericho, which was the first land that they conquered on their journey, the Bible says God said, out of everything in Jericho, you shall touch nothing because it belongs to me. After Jericho, everything else is yours. Everything else is yours, but the first belongs to me. The Bible says that if the first is holy, then the rest shall be holy as well. But also, we don't just bring our first to God. We also bring our best. We bring our best. You know, in Malachi, um, actually one of the reasons why you bring your first to God is because many times in our hearts, our first is our best. You know how the first, (laughs) the first... If you're looking for a job for like 10 months, you now get a job. That first paycheck, wow. Wow. It's major. It's major. Your account has never seen anything like that. And God says, that, that's mine. Because in our minds, our first, the first, the first. But beyond that, in an instance where your first is not the best, God also deserves your very best. God is not, um, God is a king. God is a king. And when we treat, when we, when we relate with him, and you relate with him like a commoner, that then you do not get the benefits of a God that's a king. He's a king. He's a king. In Malachi, Malachi chapter 
uh, Malachi chapter number one, you find a very interesting story. The children of Israel were very amazing people. They were acting like Cain. When they wanted to offer a sacrifice to the Lord, they would go through the entire flock and they would find out this sheep has foot and mouth disease. They taught us that in agriculture. <laughs> something like that. Something like that. Something terrible. This one is about to die next week. This guy is blind. This one is lame. And they packed all the relics, all the unwanted sheep and goats. And they said, here's your offering, God. And God says, no, 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 no. You can't do that. So Malachi chapter 1 and verse 13, the Bible says that you also say, oh, what a weariness, it says. And you sneer at it. It says a lot of hosts. And here, here's where I'm going. It says, <laughs> okay, this is actually quite bad. It says, and you bring the stolen. So, <laughs> so I want to give an offering to God. And you're like, well, everything I have is so precious to me. I'm not going to give God from my own flock. So you go and reach into somebody else's flock and say, God, here is an offering. You bring the stolen to God and the lame and the sick, so your sickly animals and your lame animals. It says, thus you bring an offering. Should I accept this from your hand, says the Lord. But cursed be the deceiver who has in his flock a male and takes a vow. But instead of sacrificing what he has, that's good, he sacrifices to the Lord what is blemished. For I, listen, for I am what? A great king. I'm not just a king. I am a great king. I am a great king, says the Lord of hosts. And my name is to be feared among the nations. Hallelujah. So today, our job today is to just come and muster everything within us to give God thanks. And muster everything within us to give God worship. Because this is the first Sunday of the year. We've just come to say, we would ask something of you tomorrow. <laughs> because I know you, you have a list. But today, today, let me just give you all that I can. Let me give back to you. We're singing that song earlier and it really hit home for me. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And I started to tell the Lord, Lord, my kidneys thank you. My heart thanks you. My lungs, in the days of COVID, oh, they thank you very much. <laughs> all that is within me. And if you're saying, well, I have a heart disease, my heart can't thank you. Well, <laughs> it's still beating, right? You better thank him. Oh, God, I'm on medication. You better be glad that the medication is working. Oh, yeah. I've seen people that medication doesn't work and the doctors don't know what to do. All that is within me. Everything within me. You woke up this morning, you stretched. <laughs> and you can stretch easily. I'm thanking God that I can stretch the right side of my body. I have a, my shoulder got hurt somehow. I don't know what happened. Anyways, I'm in physio for that. So stretching is a problem on this side, like really, really stretching. But I thank God that I can stretch my, my, right, my right side. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Thank God. Thank him for everything. And Toby was saying that, you know, God would help us remember today. You know? So that we can 
thank God properly so that we can give him worship that he deserves. Let me read one more scripture to us in Psalm 92 from verse 1. Psalm 92 from verse 1 to 6. Psalm 92 from verse 1 to 6. The Bible says it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High. To declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night on an instrument of ten strings, on the lute, on the harp, with harmonious sound. So with everything we'll thank God, with our hands, with our voices, with our dance, with our instruments. It says, for you, Lord, have made me glad through your work. I will triumph in the work of your hands. O Lord, how great are your works. Your thoughts are very deep. And he says that a senseless man does not know, nor does a fool understand this. I pray that we will not be senseless today. And we will not be foolish today. In the name of Jesus Christ. That in the category of how God defines men, we would not fall into that definition of senseless and foolish. Because we would have understanding of everything that God has done for us. You see, the truth of the matter is this. This is the truth. Even if God has never done anything for us, which he has, obviously. But let's assume he's never done anything for us. The very majesty of his person, the very greatness of his, of his personality is more than enough for you to thank him and worship him. Do you understand what I'm saying? Have you ever, you know, I don't know, let's assume that you, um, you're just driving by a really nice neighborhood and you see a really, really nice house. And for one moment, you're like in awe of that house. You've never lived in that house. They will never open their doors to you. You, not, nothing. But just because you see something and you're like, wow, this is amazing. Well, many of us think that God only deserves to hear from us when he's been good to us. His person, the, the majesty of him alone is reason enough for you to be prostrate before him all the days of your life. And that's why in heaven, the worship is not coerced. God doesn't have to tell the 24, elder, 24 elders and the four living creatures and the hosts of the millions and billions of angels to worship. They don't have a pastor. And they don't have a praise and worship leader in heaven that coordinates things and says, so now we'll switch key and we'll go to this next song. No, they don't have that in heaven. But everybody, the moment they see God, they're like, oh, holy, holy. It's just the, the awe of his presence and his glory. So let's have an understanding. Let's not take God for granted. Let's not take him for granted. You can never grasp. Let's bring it to your, I mean, to our dimension now. We thank God for things, obviously. But you can never grasp all that God has done for you. That's the truth. There's nothing you can do. There is no, I actually don't believe that there's any revelation God can give you to help you fully comprehend all that he's done for you. You know, you know a fraction of a fraction of a fraction. And even for that, someone was like, oh God, I really, really thank you. But the, the, the majority of the things that God has done for you, 
you will never know about. You know, you will never know about them. You will never know about them. And no matter how much you thank God, so if you thank God today, like two hours nonstop, you do it tomorrow, two hours nonstop, and you do it every day for the rest of your life, you will still be indebted to God. You will still be indebted. You will never be able to thank him enough. So we're just here to bring a little bit. Just a little bit. But whatever we bring to God, like I said, it must be our best. And how do you bring your best to God? It must come from your heart. When, I, when, I, when, I, when, I'm, when I'm not passively worshiping, because sometimes we passively worship and that's okay too. You know, you're just going through the house and you're singing a song in your mind. But when we are in active worship, I try to really meditate on the words of the song that I'm singing. And that's why even sometimes for me, almost every song becomes a song of worship, even if it's a, re- a praise song. I just by reflex, somehow once I think about the words of the song, it almost switches my mood immediately to worship. Because there is just something about... So bring, let it come from your heart. Let it come from your heart. Let it come from the depth of you. Let it be sincere. Let it be genuine. Thank God for your life. It's his breath in your lungs. If he withdraws it, which court will you take him? Just tell me, where, where's the judge? Do you know the address of where you take God? And say, I, I want to protest what you've done. Job tried to protest. You know Job in the Bible? Job suffered a lot. Job, that would never be our portion. But Job was telling God, God, you're not fair now. I'm holy and righteous. I keep your statutes. Why is this happening to me? And after God allowed him to express the foolishness of his heart, so God says, now, let's, let's, let's have a conversation, Job. Present yourself before me. Let me, let, me, let me ask you questions. And if you read Job, I think it's Job chapter 42, I think. And God started to ask Job questions. <laughs> Job realized that I've been foolish. And Job... You could say he had a legitimate grievance. Where's the court? I was talking to someone the other day, and the guy said, I'm angry at God. I hate God. And it's legitimate because he was, being, he was going through, he was hurting. He's a Christian. Sometimes you guys are like, ah, how can you say something like that? You guys are being spiritual. It's true. Sometimes you're like, you and God are not <laughs> like God. It's like you wake up and you're like, God, I'm not talking to you today. Oh. This, 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 this is not the day. What you, I, I don't appreciate this. And the guy was expressing that. And I said to him, okay, I, I, get, I get you. You're, you're angry at God and all that. But now, is there anybody that can bring you out of this problem? He said, it's only God. So I said, <laughs> I said so does it not, wisdom tells you that the person who can save you, you don't fight that person. Right? Thank him for salvation. That your name is written in the book of life and not the book of death, is a big deal. It's a big deal. You know, if God just saved our souls, that's worthy of thanks. But he didn't just save our souls. He saved our souls at a cost, a huge cost. Jesus suffered for us. And he didn't just save our souls. He also paid for everything else. Your health, he paid for your peace, he paid for provision. He paid for everything else that he could possibly do for you. Thank him for protection. You go out, you come back. You don't have to run the red light 
somebody can run a red light and bring disaster upon you. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't have to drive drunk. Somebody can do that for you and bring consequences upon you that you never bargained for. So we wake up every day, we say, I'm going into my car, you drive, you go out. Some days you even go, you start your car, the car doesn't start. And you're saying, ah, this Ottawa winter. You don't know God has just saved you from your life that might have ended at the junction. You will never know. Thank him for protection. Thank him for protecting you from your enemies. There are some people, you might not have them in your own family. <laughs> because you are related to the Pope. But there are some people that in their families, they can't sleep with two eyes. If your enemies had their way, they would have, the Bible says, when men rose up against us, they would have swallowed us up quick, quick, protecting you from yourself. Hmm. All those things you were praying to God for, God, I want this, I want this. And God knew that that would be a problem for you, protecting you from yourself. Hmm. I don't know about you, but me, God has protected me from myself many times. When you say in your heart, this is what I want to do. And God knows that. You will just be on a wild goose chase. And God helps you so it doesn't work out early enough. You know? Thank him for yourself. Thank him for health in your body, health in your mind. Thank him for peace, for joy. Those things that we don't consider important. If you lose your peace for two days, that's your problem. You lose your joy. That's what they call depression. I hope you know. Thank you for anything and everything. But let your heart just give him thanks. Let it be your, your culture. Thank God just as much as you ask for stuff. As much as you ask for stuff. Are we going to thank God this morning? The brevity of time that we have from the bottom of your heart. I want you to just give God thanks. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure you subscribe to our podcast channel. If you want to be a blessing to others, share the message. To stay connected, download our app and follow us on Instagram at Lighthouse Church Ottawa. We love you.